0: This is a presentation of the Trine Broadcasting Network, part of the Center for Sports Studies at Trine University. Learn more at trine.edu. You're listening to The Assist with Trevor Hart. All right, welcome back. It has been hot here in, I think, it's throughout all the Midwest, but definitely throughout uh, central Indiana. It's just been way too hot if the heat index has just been incredibly high i thought today on thursday we were gonna get a thunderstorm maybe cool it down a little bit uh in terms of what it has been it is going to cool down but at the moment at almost 11 11 a.m as i'm recording this 85 degrees feels like 94 um so yeah in for another hot day so um in honor i guess in honor of this heat wave um I decided I'm going to talk about the Miami Heat. What am I going to talk about the Miami How am I going to talk about the Miami Heat? Um, I do this thing every now and then where, especially back on when NBA 2K MT Central was big, and I was like, I didn't really have NBA 2K, so this is my way of making rosters and all that. There's, an ability, there's something you could do where you could take cards from NBA 2K my team They'd be on this website. You can make a roster. You could draft. You could do whatever you want. And I got bored a couple summers ago. I think this was quarantine time. And I would just go on this website. And I would, on basketball reference, there's a thing you can do where you can look at every single player who's ever played for the franchise. And with that, I would do what if, like, everyone was in their prime and it'd be on one roster? So everyone's in the prime. You, they couldn't have even... They could have played one game for the Heat. But if they had a good uh, card in 2K, they are on the team. And it's something that a lot of people don't really... I mean, there was some people that just didn't get it. But it's still thinking of something... I still think it's something cool because it's like... When you think of, like, certain players, you think of their teams. Like, you think Patrick Ewing, you think the Knicks, obviously. But if you were to do an all-time team of, like... The Thunder technically Supersonics. He's probably your starting center. He would—he's the backup center on the all-time Magic team because he played there. When you think of Hakeem Olajuwon, you think of the Rockets, clearly. But when you're looking at the Raptors all-time team, Hakeem would be your starter if it was a—if they're in their prime. So um, I did that. I also tried to make the best team. Based on their stats that they had while they're with the franchise, so um I'm gonna do that. Then the all-time team. So um yeah, let's go ahead and jump into it. Okay, before um we get into this um. By the way, I'm sorry I missed last week. I was uh I was on vacation. I wasn't able to record, but um we're back. So I su- I've been su- I saw this thing on Twitter. This was, I think, over the weekend I saw it at first. And you've probably seen it. It's been all over um, about a basketball player using CPR to save a referee. Um, and I was like, I kept seeing this article, and I, was, I kept seeing it like, Miles Copeland, that sounds so familiar. And I was like, I didn't know why it was so familiar. But, turns out, he went to Trine University, played basketball there. He played a year before I got on campus, so I never got to see him play. But, you know, it's a name I've heard because I was going through it, and I was thinking, where have I heard that name before if I never saw him play? And I'm like, well, you know, I do – I call basketball games there. I do podcasts where we talk about sports. And whenever someone who has been there longer than me, they – they would bring him up because he's one of the better. He's one of the best players we've seen in the past few years in that program, or at least that's what my interpretation is. Because again, I never saw him play, but um, clearly he's very good at basketball. He's in minor league basketball. He's a professional, and um, yeah, he's a f- firefighter as well. Um, he was off after a twenty four hour shift. Um, He was off for 48 hours, drove to New York from Toledo, I believe, to um, be in this tournament in the basketball league. And uh, during the game, the referee collapses. And he used CPR for 10 minutes to um, keep him alive, and he saved his life. And it's just been all over the place. I've seen it on Barstool, ESPN, Yahoo. Literally seen it everywhere. And um another thing that helped me recognize who it was is that our men's basketball team like tweeted out saying that, um, proud of you Miles, I think. Something like that. And um it just really made me think to where um from being from such a small school, both in high school and in college, going to small schools, um, a lot of people I think that their mindset is that you go to a smaller school or you go to a smaller college, um, kind of the end of the road in terms of, well, you're not going to be that notable in anything you'll do. Um, just anything. I mean, you're not going to a Purdue or IU to play basketball. So, like, what does it matter? It matters a ton. I man like... If you've played before and you know that you're playing your last game and it's in high school, it's heartbreaking. It really is. It's the one of the toughest things you can ever go through is when you've played a sport for so long and then after after a day, it's just done. You're not going to play in a, like, regular game ever again like organized game again and it really hits you that you've spent all this time and it's I'm not saying time's wasted but you really start thinking like wow that's a large chunk of my life that um I've dedicated it to and I'm never gonna do it in an organized fashion again Going to college to play basketball in any sense, D1, D3, NIA, NAIA, I don't care. It's incredibly important because you keep doing what you want to do. And even if you don't necessarily get a scholarship for it, like in D3, you're still there to play what you love and get an education. And this just proves it 100%. Just because you go D3 doesn't mean your career... Is over. Right? It's just He's in a professional league. We have we've had other players transfer to go D one. We've had players we have a player playing overseas for trying. And just one of those things where it's okay if you don't go to like your dream school or you don't get the scholarship you wanted. Like, I feel like people get blinded by it sometimes to where I was, for so long, I was thinking, I need to go to Purdue, I'm going to do engineering, and that's it, that's what I'm going to do. I didn't get into Purdue, I go to trying to go for engineering just because, well, I wanted to be an engineer, go for it, and um, I realized after not even a year, that's just not what I wanted to do, and... You know, it's where I get into broadcasting. That's why I have this podcast right now. Just because I decided I didn't really want to do engineering anymore. I want to get into sports. Didn't know exactly how um, this opportunity came up. And I've been incredibly grateful for it. And just one of those things where, sure, I didn't go to Purdue. I don't care anymore. I still root for Purdue, but it's just, like, my heart's at Trine, you know? And it's just, if you think that you have a dream school in mind, I... sure, go for it. Have your heart, don't, I wouldn't have your heart set on it, though, just because the school you're going to end up going to is going to be your dream school. I'm going to root for Trine forever. Like, no matter what, just because the opportunities that that it has given me, the people there are amazing, and it's just never be discouraged if you don't go to a big school and you just just do whatever feels right. And it was always something that trying just felt right. Because, honestly, if I go to Purdue, I don't know if I'm making it. Honestly, just because I went to a high school of 30 people. That that was my graduating class was 30 people. And imagine going to Purdue where one of the biggest schools in the state and you're just expected to just deal with it. Just be like, yeah, go for it. And I understand. I have classmates that go to Purdue. They love it there. I just, and I'm happy for them. I just don't think. It was for me just because I've always heard from people where they go from a smaller school. It's like small fish, big pond doesn't really work. And you really have to figure that out. But, um, I mean, Trine was for me. It's just, there's no other way around it. Uh, the people there are awesome and people who leave Trine are doing awesome things. And it's just, I wish I was able to watch Miles just because I would have an even better connection with him in this. But, I mean, him going to Trine is enough to where going to a small school, it's fine. You're going to be okay. Like, some people I feel like they're just, they almost give up when they go to a smaller school. Like, yeah, I'll just go through it, go through emotions and all that. It's like, no, just do the same thing you do at a bigger school, it's just in a smaller aspect. Do what you want to do. Like, if you want to do sports broadcasting, go for it. You want to do anything else that you can probably do on a bigger campus, it's most likely available on those smaller campuses. You don't get as much recognition. Guess what? You can change that. Do what you can to make your school notable and say, this is a great place for whatever major. Trine is known as an engineering school, but I'm telling you, our communications program and our broadcasting department, none better. swear. I swear on that. It's not just because I work there, it just we have a lot of good people there, got a lot of talent and the people behind the scenes are also doing incredible things. So, um. with that just never give up on what you want to do just because your plan is like messed up you don't go to a big school fine just move on do whatever you want to do just try and make an impact in any way you can and I mean miles is doing that I mean he's a firefighter in Toledo After playing D3 basketball, he still found a way to keep playing basketball. It's great. It's incredible. But he also needs, but sorry, he also has that background firefighting to where he's making a difference. The basketball isn't exactly what's making the difference, but basketball is going to end eventually. You have to keep you have to keep finding other ways to make your way and miles has done it a hundred percent. I'm, I wish I knew him. Um, sounds like an amazing guy. Um, everyone just incredibly proud of him around trying to like, he's featured on ESPN this today and, um, something that doesn't happen a lot with the small school. So, um, Happy to say that I attend that school at the moment and that I cover the sports. And um, it will definitely be a talking point in our games coming up just because, and maybe even podcasting once we get back on that, um, just because of all the incredible stuff that's happened to the university. in like, the month of June has been incredible. And I said it a couple weeks ago. Drains on the rise, so um, be on the lookout. So with that, let's go ahead and look at the um, all-time Miami Heat players. I'm just going to go through the list and just have some ones that are notable to me. Um, of course, everyone knows Ray Allen is on the team hitting the most important shot in the franchise history uh, Joel Anthony if you remember him he was the starting center on those Heat teams and just he was just good enough to keep going he wasn't great I mean wow for his Heat career he averaged 2.4 points per game but, I mean it was LeBron to, it was LeBron, Wade, and Bosh I mean come on let's see who else we have here Brent Barry was on the team for one year played 17 games Shane Battier, surprisingly only two years. I thought he was there way longer. But he was only there for two years. Uh, or, or three years. because was 2012, 2013, 2014. Uh, Michael Beasley, former number two pick, was there. Um, he was on the teams that won all those championships. So, no he wasn't. Yeah, because he was with Minnesota and Phoenix. He just came back in twenty fourteen. Let's see here. Jimmy Butler, obviously, Karan Butler, Rasool Butler. Rest in peace to Rasool. That was tragic news when um his death came up in twenty eighteen. Just completely unexpected. Um, but he was a he was a really good player. Um, Cedric Ceballos was on the was on the Heat for one year, twenty seven games. Um, if you don't know about Cedric Ceballos, um, he was on the Lakers. Then he was on the Suns. The Lakers had to trade him just because he kept he was so arrogant. He didn't really know how to play with others, and like well, he kept calling himself Chice just because he was like I'm a franchise player. And, um, let's see, for his career, I mean, he averaged 14 points per game, five rebounds, one assist. But, um, yeah, his nickname's Ice, Garbage Man, and Chice. And the Chice was self-given. And not in a way that was cool, kind of like how you know Kobe named himself Black Mamba. And people were like, oh, that's cool, that's really cool. Like, he nicknamed himself Chice, and everyone's like, dude, you're... Just get out. Like, we don't... We don't need you. Let's see, uh... Rex Chapman. We see him all over Twitter. Great Dunker as well. He was on the Heat for a year. Mario Chalmers. Now, here's the thing with Mario Chalmers. Did Bleacher Report ruin him by, um... In the Game of Thrones? If you haven't seen Game of Thrones, it's a very good NBA show. Um... I haven't even seen Game, of, or sorry, Game of Zones. Excuse me. <laughs> oh my God. Um, I haven't even seen Game of Thrones, and like, it's you it's pretty easy to get along with if with Game of Zones, but um, with Game of Zones, like he meets up with Dwayne Wade, and he just keeps saying that, you know, he was part of the Big Four with <laughs> with LeBron, Bosch and Wade, and he's just kind of annoying. But um, I don't know if that ruined him or the fact that LeBron, I think, really just did not like playing with him. And it was just, I don't know. I mean, Mario Chalmers gave up uh, the number six for LeBron in which I don't know if Mario got paid for that because you'll see that with players sometimes where it's like, hey, I want that number. It's like, well, you're going to have to buy it off me. And I don't know if you tell LeBron James that, but um, it definitely would have gave him, would have gave him some respect because there are times where you see on the court, LeBron just did not like playing with Mario Chalmers, and that's why Norris Cole stepped in <laughs> in 2012, and he was okay. That's like the one rookie LeBron has played with, like when he got drafted. Oh, he was drafted by the. Bulls. Oh, he's traded. Okay, so but it was Miami. He started out with Miami, but um, LeBron just is adamantly against rookies. Like he's just never really had them on the team. Like when the Cavs drafted Andrew Wiggins, they traded him for Kevin Love, which hindsight's twenty twenty. Probably a better move. In the in the end, because Kevin Love was a contributor on those teams. Very good player. But um, when you have number one pick and you trade away, and I get it. Like, he was an all-star at that point. Kevin Love was. But, I mean, it's just like you have number one pick and you just, I'm not playing with him. And uh, Norris Cole was the one where he was like, yes, yeah, I'll play with him. He's fine. But, you know, any other rookie, like DeAndre Hunter, no. Jerk. Ugh. Just anyone? Any other rookie? No. So, we'll see. I, I I don't know. Like, the Lakers, I don't know what's going on <laughs> with that. I mean, they just hired Darvin Ham, which I've heard is a good move just because... I think he's a more defensive-minded coach. But um, you still have the Russell Westbrook thing to think about. Uh, Anthony Davis It's going to be – Anthony Davis is going to opt in at some point on his contract probably. Uh, LeBron James, this is last year. So, um, yeah, not great if you're looking – if you're a Lakers fan. But let's see. Who else we have? For the Heat – just any notable names. Tony Douglas, I mean, I remember when he was at Florida State, he was pretty good. But, um, yeah, it never worked out in the NBA. Both, both Goron and Zoran Dragic, which I think only the Heat have that same where both of them played. Zoran just wasn't that great. I want to talk about Matt Fish, just because when you click on... Like, if you go to who 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 averages the least points per game, it's Matt Fish. And it's an incredible stat line here. For his total Miami Heat career, one year, nine, 1997, one game, one minute, didn't even take a shot, no rebound, no assists, no steals, no blocks, no turnovers, no fouls. Um. Yeah, so he averaged one minute, zero points. And Matt Fish, um, very interesting name Matthew Edward Fish. <laughs> I, I don't know. I really, I don't know. He um, was born in Washington, Iowa. Uh, went to UMC Wilmington. Born in 1969. In 1992, he was the 23rd overall, no, 23rd pick in second round for 50th overall. Um, he played. How many years? Three years, and he played on one, two, one, two, three, four, five teams. His last being with the Miami Heat, for his career, he averages three and a half points per game, because when he's with the Knicks for two games, he even started a game, he averaged six points. So Matt Fish is a, a consideration for all-time team for the Heat, I guess, Danny Granger was on the heat there for a little bit. That was after all the injuries. But, I mean, Danny Granger was very good back on the Pacers. I mean, obviously, he's like the number one guy of the 2000s for the Pacers. A.C. Green was on the heat there for a little bit. Played one whole season and just left. Gerald Green, I mean, great dunker. Penny Hardaway was on the heat. For 16 16 games in 2008 Tim Hardaway was there for five years eudonis Haslam has been there his whole career 4 to 20 to 2022 um let's see Eddie house who for some reason is Carson Edwards nickname I'm not sure why but if you go to Carson Edwards on Basketball Reference, his one of his nicknames is Eddie House. Don't know why. If anyone could explain that to me, I bet it's probably a quick Google search. But um, if anyone can explain that to me, please do. Then we have Jawan Howard, Fab Five Fame. Andre Iguodala was there for two years. Big Z. I remember when he went to Miami. The same year as LeBron, 2011, I was like, oh man, LeBron's getting the gang back together. We got Big Z out here, Dwayne Wade, Chris Bosh, LeBron James. I'm, like, I <laughs> i don't know why, but like, for some reason I was thinking Big Z was going to be a big part in them winning games <laughs> and winning championships. But um, he was only there for that 2011 season and then retired. Have LeBron James... Joe Johnson was there for 24 games in 2016 and averaged 13 points per game. So, very interesting there. Eddie Jones, James Jones was there after... He was there 2009, 2014, and 2014. He followed LeBron to Cleveland. Christian Laettner was on the team for 49 games. See Rashard Lewis was there for a little bit. Sean Livingston early in his career, earlier in his career, 2009. Kyle Lowry's with the team right now. Dan Marley, Thunder Dan, Sean Marion on the team, Anthony Mason, Jamal Mashburn. Rodney Magruder is there for a little bit. I remember him at Kansas State. Josh McRoberts, someone who thought, everyone thought he was going to be way better than what he was. Um... Yeah, that's someone that... I mean, he went to Carmel High School in Indiana. He was very good. Um, everyone else thought his brother was going to be... Kind was going to be good, but he just wasn't that great. But Josh McRoberts was really, like... I don't know what happened, because he was at Duke. He was pretty good at Duke. And then he just did nothing. So there's that. Mike Miller played with one shoe for the Heat, and that one sequence hit a shot somehow. Which it's like, sure, people shoot with their shoes off, like, kind of often. Like, if you have shoes that aren't really basketball shoes and you still want to shoot, you'll just play in your socks. But that weird um elevation, difference in elevation between, because, like, a basketball shoe, you have, like, a half inch to an inch of, like, cushion. That's, like, the sole. And imagine the difference in that. that, that, that he must have... Well, he probably did practice it at some point. But, I mean, like, I don't know how you even... Why would you even shoot it, honestly? I got your Mike Miller, but why? Uh, Alonzo Mourning on the team, obviously very good. Um. Shabazz Napier was someone... This was weird. Just because when he was drafted, he was like... When he got drafted by Heat, he was like, LeBron James wants Shabazz Napier. Like... He was his favorite player in the tournament. Like, we saw him tweeting about it. He wants Shabazz Napier. And then he left for Cleveland, like, a week, like two weeks later in free agency. Uh, both Jermaine and Shaquille O'Neal. Very interesting. I mean, Shaq helping them win a championship. Doing... I mean, yeah, I mean, he's Shaq. What else do you want me to say? Uh, Greg Oden was on the team there for a little bit. Just... I know I've said it before, but if Greg Oden doesn't get injured, conversation for greatest center ever. I swear to you. Uh, Victor Oladipo on team. He's on team now. Smush Parker. (laughs) Smush Parker's on the team um, for nine games in 2008, so there's that. If you don't know about Smush Parker, just him and Kobe got into it a lot um Gary Payton was on the team he was on that 2006 team Dexter Pittman if you remember Dexter Pittman at uh he was at Texas before he came to Miami I have his rookie card um that's probably worth I don't probably nothing especially since the card market is going down but um I think the one thing, the one thing I do remember about Dexter Pittman in Miami is that I think it was his birthday one time, or maybe it was just his first, one of his first games as a rookie. Maybe it was one of those two things. But um, he's getting ready; they're getting ready to run out, and they're like, "Oh, Dexter, you go in front for yeah, because that's who the people want to see, I guess." Um, and it's like, "And here's your Miami," and then he just. He runs out in the heat and the the whole team just stays back, and so it was like uh, kind of funny. Now yeah, so um, he averaged two point eight points per game in his three years and forty one games. That's the that's all I have on Dexter Pittman. That's it. That's really it. Oh, they had Terry Porter for fifty games in nineteen ninety nine. Actually, that was all the games that season because nineteen ninety nine the lockout year. Um, let's see here willie reed um this was something that I pulled up because I was like man I remember Willie reed he only played one year of the heat I was like because I remember watching him thinking like huh because he was like he was okay it was that team it was that team in 2017 I mean i I looked it up there. 41 41 finished ninth but is this one of that team where you're like how is this team going to be good in the future? Because, I mean, they had Drogic, good. Luke Babbitt <laughs> they had him. And I remember him in Nevada. He was pretty good in Nevada, but um, how he stayed in the league for so long, I don't know. James Johnson, he was good at Wake Forest with Jeff Teague. Yes, here it is. They had uh, Josh No, not Josh, Josh Richardson. Dion Waiters, Hassan Whiteside was pretty good at that time. Justice Winslow was in the second year. And then, like, Tyler Johnson was one where everyone was freaking out about. I don't know why. I mean, he was okay, but you're like, how is he... This guy isn't going to be that good in the NBA. I don't think people noticed <laughs> Like, people were just like, oh, man, Tyler Johnson. I think it's kind of like the Alex Caruso of... 2017, except like. I I don't think people are joking about Alex Caruso, but I think they need to start joking about it just because, I don't know, but I feel like that's the same thing. Everyone's like, oh my god, Tyler Johnson. Where's Tyler Johnson's going to go with the Nets and free agency? And you're like, guys, he's he had like two good games. Um. Glenn Rice is on the team. Josh Richardson, as I said. Quentin Richardson and Duncan Robinson as well. Let's see. Brian Shaw. Ronnie Cycli. He was okay. Steve Smith. Jerry Stackhouse. Nick Stauskas, who's on the team. 2022, but he's now on the Celtics getting ready. He, I don't think he's going to get a ring. I think the Celtics are losing. I mean, Game 6 is... The day I'm recording this, I don't think it's going to happen. Um, Amari Stoudemire was on the team for a little bit. Played 52 games. Then Ronnie Turioff, you don't remember him. He was like a beast at Gonzaga. And then just... hes I don't know how... These guys stick in the NBA and I don't get it. Like, they ride the bench. Like, he was with the Lakers for a while. I think he won some championships with the Lakers. Yeah, he was at, tw- well, no, he was with the. Oh, so he won in twenty twelve with the Heat, but um. Yeah, but he was on the Lakers from o six to o eight, and you're like, why do you have like <laughs> I don't get it, I don't understand why you still like. Cause what he was like a second round pick. Yeah, he was a second round pick, so his contract's not guaranteed. Why don't you... I, I don't know. They kept him on, though. In his career with the Lakers, he averaged 5.5 points per game. So, yeah, he's all right. See, Jarvis Fernando, another guy who I have as rookie card, um, really thought he was going to be better than what he was. He averaged point three points per game. He only played eight games with the team. Um Fernando was great at Mississippi State. I just I was like Man, they got Dexter Pittman and Jarvis Fernando. <laughs> I think it was the same year they were drafted. I'm like these guys Oh boy got the new Twin Towers out here. Um yeah, that never happened. Dwayne Wade, obviously, Deion Waiters somehow averaged thirteen almost fourteen points per game with the Heat, so there's that. Uh, Antoine Walker, I mean, he was alright, averaging 10 points a game in two years. Let's see, Pearl Washington, who a lot of people may not know, but Pearl Washington was very, very, very good at Syracuse um, during the 80s when the Big East was the biggest conference out there when, you know, Georgetown and Patrick Ewing... Villanova was pretty good with uh, Roley Massimino as the coach, and they had Ed Pinckney. Uh had St. John's at Chris Mullen. I mean, they were very good. Syracuse at Pearl Washington, they were really good. And Unfortunately, he passed away. Uh, this was a it was a while ago, 2016. Um, age 52, just unbelievable. If you haven't seen the 30 for 30 uh, requiem for the Big East go watch that just because I love that document it's one of the best documentaries that 30 for 30s put out in my opinion but seeing Pearl Washington this guy who you may not really recognize if you don't watch that documentary you don't really you might not recognize like what he did for Syracuse and that because he wasn't that great in the NBA but very good documentary Let's see, I saw on Whiteside, he was okay. As I mentioned earlier, White Chocolate won a championship with them, Jason Williams. Kevin Willis was pretty good for them. And those are all the names that are, like, sort of notable. But let's go ahead and get into the um, rosters here. So, I decided to do a 12-man roster for each, just because... That's kind of a rotation that you have in the NBA. Kind of have 12 people. I think it's like 15 per roster, but like the three on the bottom, they don't play. So let's go ahead. Uh, Starter for, this is for the best team in my approximation from stats and just being like, yeah, they were good with the Heat. Because part of it's an eyeball. So, point guard, I have Tim Hardaway. He was really the only good point guard that really stuck out to me in terms of getting the starting nod. Uh, Dwayne Wade, obviously got to have him. I mean, it's Dwayne Wade, the Flash, whatever. Uh, LeBron James, got to have him. It's LeBron. Uh, not one, not two, not three, not four, not five. Well, I mean, he got two. So that. that. Uh, Chris Bosh, I feel like he was the best power forward. I mean the big 3 I feel like you kind of have to put it in there. Shaq at center, Mit just makes sense. Uh six man I had Jimmy Butler just because I think he's the best backup small forward on, Well, well second best small forward in this franchise's history. You have Goran Dragić at point guard in the seventh position, backup point guard. Here's the thing with Goran Dragić and i i will stand by this forever in 2020 in the bubble when the heat played the lakers if if it's a big what if if goran dragic did not get injured in game 1 and miss a couple games throughout there the heat win that thing i i'm telling you i swear the heat would win that just because that team was very young very tough and I don't know it just seemed like they were going to win but then Autobio went down Doran Dragic went down and you're like come on and I almost think Jimmy Butler could have won finals MVP and even in the loss just because of how hard he played how good he was it's only happened once before but I mean I mean it's got I felt like it was going to happen um, in the eighth spot, I have Alonzo Mourning. I mean, he was incredible for the Heat back in the day, and I think he was on that championship team. So he has that. Uh, Glenn Rice, just incredible shooter, very good. I mean, I feel like he's known more for being on the Hornets, but I mean, his heat his heat years were incredible. It's where he started. Uh, Anthony Mason, I had him as my backup power forward just because not a lot of good power forwards on in this franchise's history, but Anthony Mason when he was with the Heat did do very well, which makes sense I, mean, I think he followed Pat Riley there from New York, so it made sense that he just worked in his system And then the 11-12 spot, just guys that eh, they might play, they may not I had Eddie Jones and Jamal Mashburn wasn't a hundred percent on where to go with those, but you know, um, question marks. I had I had Ray Allen, Bam Adebayo, Michael Beasley, Lou Aldang, Udonis Haslam, Kyle Lowry, just because of looking at their stats, they were better than what I thought they were. The thing with Ray Allen is that I can pull it up. His stats with the Heat. I mean, he averaged ten points a game. With the Heat in two years. But I mean if you look at Eddie Jones. He averaged 16 points a game over six years. So for that I I was more. That was like the deciding factor for me. And I went Jamal Mashburn just. Just because he had better stats than any other. Any other one on that. In the franchise history. So with that. Let's head over to the Heat all-time team, just because there's a lot of names here, and it was tough. Starting point guard, the starting lineup was pretty easy. I had Gary Payton, I mean, it's GP, what do you want me to do? It's the glove. Uh, Dwayne Wade, LeBron, Chris Bosh, Shaq, that's my, that's my starting five. The bench is where it got interesting, just because you want to back up for every position, then, you get into, okay, who's the next best two? So, my sixth man is Ray Allen. I have him backing out Dwayne Wade. Penny Hardaway as my backup. Uh, it was very tough. There a lot of very good point guards. You had Gary Payton, Kyle Lowry, uh, Penny Hardaway, Tim Hardaway, and uh, Jason Williams you can even throw in there. That's like a very good point guard. Terry Porter. Was very good as well, and it was the toughest decision because I went with three point guards in here. You'll see, because I put I had Tim Hardaway in my twelve spot. He was the last one to get in, just because the point guard it was so stacked. Uh, An eight spot I have Alonzo. Nine I had Amari Stoudemire. It was tough to go between who starts between Chris Bosh and Amari Stoudemire, but yeah. In terms of that you kinda of just go, uh, well when no one's really in hot pursuit for Amari Stodemeyer and his free agency as much as it was for Chris Bosch. Like he was a he was a headline throughout all those free agency decisions. So I went with Chris Bosch on that. I mean, they were very similar in stats, just that I had to go with Chris Bosch. Number ten I had Sean Marion. This was kind of a pick where I was like, well, I mean, if he's with Dwayne Wade and like a very good point guard, like Sean Marion's an all star when he has a really good point guard and he can run. So I was like, yeah, I'll throw in Sean Marion. He'd be good with this team. At the back of a small forward. And then 11 and 12, 11, I have Jimmy Butler. I think it was just because of what he did in the NBA Finals that I just mentioned. Just because he played so hard and he did really good. And also he's car- He's leading the team right now. One an- one thing that went into this is that you kind of have to put in who's the best player on a certain era. So for a long time, Dwayne Wade's the best player on that team. Then it's LeBron for a little bit. Then it kind of went to Hassan Whiteside, and you're like, well, he's not an all-time player. Jimmy Butler was just like, okay, best player on the current team. Is a recency bias? Probably. But, I mean, there's not a lot of names to work with here. I mean, other names, as I mentioned, let's see. Uh, Jamal Mashburn, Lamar Odom had a really good one year. Didn't really think that would hold up. Uh, Terry Porter, like I mentioned, Cycli was a name I kind of threw in jokingly, but not really. I think that was more for the best lineup. Antoine Walker, Sam Whiteside, that was more for the Heat best. Manute Bull was in there for a little bit. Danny Granger, Andre Godala, and I really did consider Joe Johnson. but um, Yeah, so for the Heat all-time team, let's go through it again. Gary Payton, Dwayne Wade, LeBron James, Chris Bosh, and Shaq at the starting nod. And then off the bench, you would have Ray Allen, Penny Hardaway, Alonzo Mourning, Amari Stoudemire, Sean Marion. And then at the deep bench, Jimmy Butler, Tim Hardaway. And with that, those are the teams. Let me know what you think. I'll go over to Heat Best one more time. For starters, you got Tim Hardaway, Dwayne Wade, LeBron James, Chris Bosh, Shaquille O'Neal then six man Jimmy Butler, then the rest of the bench, Drogic, Alonzo morning, Glenn Rice, Anthony Mason, and then the deep bench, Eddie Jones, and Jamal Mashburn, so again, let me know what you think with that um, yeah, that was kind of my in honor of the heat wave. here's something about the heat, so um there's that um. I'm not sure, sh- here's the thing with next week. I'm getting my wisdom teeth out the day this episode goes live, so on Friday. From what I hear, I think I'll be able to recover and record Thursday. But I'm not 100% sure we'll see how that goes. I'm, knock on what I hope. I feel like I'm going to be able to record next Thursday, so um with that hopefully i'll see you hopefully um i'll be talking to you next week but um yeah with that that'll be it for this week's episode be sure to stay cool this heat wave is gonna cool down pretty soon for what i'm seeing over the weekend it's gonna be nice um hope everyone enjoys a- their father's day and with that just um yeah just have a good weekend enjoy it it's gonna be cooling down a little bit so nice to get back outside and not Completely sweat off 10 pounds. So, with that, be sure to follow me on Twitter at deverhart00, and I will talk to you next week. Peace. Thanks for listening to this presentation of the Trine Broadcasting Network, part of the Center for Sports Studies at Trine University. Learn more at trine.edu.